How do you feel about yourself when you have to speak up? You have to express a controversial opinion. Are you feeling nervous? Do you have a lack of confidence in yourself when you have to do it? Confidence is a fundamental pillar when it comes to communicating with charisma. And I know that having more self-confidence is a topic that is interesting for many people and you are in good company if you feel that your confidence is sometimes low, maybe too low to speak up with conviction and charisma. Today, I am very pleased to welcome Halima Yates as a guest speaker. She's a highly inspiring expert in this field and author of Dissolving the Anchor. Halima will share with you a number of concrete insights and tools that you can apply right away to shift self-defeating and undervaluing beliefs and build a healthier mindset and constructive habits that help you, in turn, to communicate with more power and conviction. Welcome to Charisma Hacks, the show where you get strategies, tools, and mind training to learn to speak from your innermost conviction, to own who you truly are, and to stand in your full power. I am Ulrike, and I am wholeheartedly dedicated to empowering leaders to connect with their authentic self so that they can sparkle from the inside and lead and communicate with charisma. My name is Halima. I am the owner of Lovemark, and it's a company where I provide guidance on how we can value ourselves and other people. It's about providing workshops on social, emotional, and mental wellness. So it's about self-empowerment. And then I also provide workshops for diversity, equity, inclusion training. So we can endorse humanizing perceptions of each other in order to be able to respect each other, create spaces that are safe and inclusive and fair. Halima has over 20 years of experience in participating in and providing various programs that guide us on how to be aware of past circumstances influencing our current choices, along with how to manage current adversities. The tools she provides through her programs help us to know how to shift self-defeating, undervaluing and limiting beliefs, to build a healthier mindset and constructive habits to take control of our life and purposely create a happier lifestyle. In her book, Dissolving the Anchor, she shares experiences from childhood that brought on her anxiety, feelings of loneliness, insecurity, substance use, and a suicide attempt at 16. Only after realizing specific incidents and people in her life who helped create these negative thoughts and behaviors, was she able to understand what she could no longer accept as truth and what she needed to let go of through forgiveness. Knowing her worth and healing emotionally allowed her to dissolve the anchor, holding her down from a life of peace, love and happiness. She was free to acknowledge her ability to overcome and manage adversities. And with this new healthier mindset came the power to wield more constructive habits so that she purposely lives the life she chooses. In your book, you share skills how to replace a destructive mindset with a new, authentic, positive internal dialogue. Can you give us some insights into these skills? It's important to be able to be aware of what has developed 
a destructive mindset to begin with. What have you learned or what have you experienced that has developed these devaluing beliefs that you have about yourself? So we have to look back into your history of what you have experienced and what you've learned. So there's several different factors involved. It can be family, peers, education, religion, politics, the media, your environment. There's so many factors involved that are shaping your views of yourself, of life, of others. And that's going to affect how you make certain decisions in life. And it's also going to create, because of the decisions you make, it's going to produce certain results. So if you are having devaluing beliefs, you need to be able to know what you learned or what you experienced so you can unaccept those messages as truth. And when you unaccept those messages as truth, then you're able to start to build an internal dialogue that's going to be more empowering because you're no longer going to believe that you don't matter, that you're not enough. Anything that is tearing you down, you're no longer going to believe that that's true. It's no longer going to be a part of your reality. And then you can be able to start building a mindset where you know your worth, you know your value, and you're going to have actions that reflect that. When we express ourselves openly, Yeah, we really can give our opinion openly. Or when we want to stand by our opinions, it becomes a little bit tricky yeah, to stand up for ourselves, especially when we know that probably the other party might not like what we are saying or we are afraid of fulfilling the expectations. And we often face the fear of being judged by others. So how can we rise above ourselves and overcome this fear? You know, No one wants to be judged. It's not, it doesn't feel good to be judged. Definitely not. And, and that's something I do talk about in the book is just about having enough love for yourself so you can be able to present yourself with as much confidence because it's who you are. It allows you to be yourself. And then you won't be so concerned with, am I going to be judged, criticized, abandoned, or rejected? You can be able to be like, you know what, this is who I am. I'm going to be able to be myself as authentic as I can be. And whoever likes it, likes it, whoever doesn't, doesn't. I, I think it's important for you to realize that at the end of the day, you have to be happy with who you are. And so you want to make sure that you're presenting yourself the best way that you want to. And yeah, just live with that because there's going to be several people out there who may not agree with you, or there may be several people who do agree with you, but you want to make sure that you're being true to who you are and let people build relationships with you being your true self and let whatever messages you have to share, let them resonate with you because you're being your true self. Being your true self is key when you want to credibly communicate and build trust with your listeners. And there's another positive side effect. When you truly stand by yourself, you no longer waste energy on trying to be someone else. This energy, in turn, is then available for you. You will radiate. And people around you will realize this energy and perceive you as a person who has charisma. Yeah, it's really about comparing yourself. I like to say always compare yourself to the person you were yesterday only and not to someone else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you cannot please everyone, yeah. And I think no. especially women have this, this thing that they want to please everyone because we were often brought up with the idea that we have to please and it's difficult to detach ourselves from this. How did you manage to detach yourself from this idea that you have to please to other people? How... How did you reach this level of self-love? I realized how exhausting it was to be pretending. And also there are so many things like growing up, I don't feel like I had the same views as a lot of people in the family and just people around me. Like for instance, 
being assigned female at birth, I was given dolls for Christmas or for presents or whatever. And so I played with them because I thought I had to. But then finally, I was like, I don't even really want to play with these. I always liked playing with my cousin's toys and he had cars and he had like He-Man and all that stuff. And I wrote on a, the Christmas list. I was just like, you know, please no dolls. And they gave me dolls anyway, you know. And so I was just like having to constantly be forced to portray these gender roles and I didn't even really want to and I finally realized I don't want to do this anymore and I don't need anyone to make me feel like there's something wrong with me because I think a certain way or because I behave a certain way I don't need to be who other people expect me to be to make them comfortable I just think you need to be true to who you are and when we put so much pressure on us so much weight on us for trying to be what others expect us to be it's is damaging to your mental health. You lose yourself and it's just, it's exhausting. How much value do you give authenticity or how, how important is this when it comes to developing a really healthy and solid self-confidence? Yeah, because if you want to have genuine self-confidence, you do need to be your authentic self because if you're portraying whoever you feel other people want you to be, then you're not being your authentic self. You're not walking with true confidence when you are being whatever character is expected of you, depending on who you're around. So yeah, it's important for you to be able to know who you are, to value yourself and be able to present yourself being your true self. Being authentic is, is the way you can actually have the most confidence and vice versa. Like you have to have confidence to be authentic and you'll be authentic if you're confident. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And that's a big secret. How do we get there? So you came from anxiety and feelings of loneliness, from insecurities, substance use, and even a suicide attempt at age 16. And you moved from this to a healthy mindset and the power to wield more constructive habits. Can you share with us what triggers this powerful change in the first place? And what, what were these, I would even call it magic steps that you took to move away from this negative area? of your life? There were a lot of different moments that helped me to grow because I believe that we're always growing. I, I don't think that we can ever get to a point where we know everything and we're perfect, you know, so it, I personally believe that we're always growing and, and evolving. So when I attempted suicide, I did meet with a spiritual guide. And at that point, she told me when you have a purpose, then it gives you a reason to live. So that was the first thing that I heard that helped me to start to realize who am I? What do I want in life? What makes me happy? What brings me joy and peace? But it took me a while to get there. When you wake up, you've been giving another chance to make your life better. That was something a friend of mine told me. And I was just like, wow, I'm just waking up, just existing for the day. You know, I wasn't even planning for anything in the future. I didn't have any ideas for a stable future at all. I was just living each day. It had me realize when you wake up, what are you going to do with that day instead of just getting by? And then I met a, a Vietnam vet and he told he would always say when anyone asked him how he was doing, he would always say, I'm, I'm great. Today is the best day of my life. And I thought that was wonderful. And I asked him, I was just like, What you say is awesome. I, I love how you, you know, say this is the best day of your life. And he was just like, yeah, because it's better than the alternative. And I was like, wow, from someone who didn't want to live because I wanted to end the pain that I had in my life. And then you hear someone who's happy to be alive and they're saying it's better than the alternative. That really made me think about it. And it was just like, okay, so each day you wake up, it truly is a gift. And what are you going to do with it? And how can you have it be your best day? So there was just lots of things that I had to realize that I needed to change my mindset 
in order to be creating the kind of life that I want to have, facing the messages, the experiences and the lessons that taught you to devalue yourself. So I had to face all of that so I can say, no, that's not true. That's not my truth. That's not my reality. I'm not going to let that continue in my current life. Another step is to be able to identify what has created your beliefs, then unaccept the messages. And the third thing would be to emotionally heal. And that would be where you are learning from the experiences that you've had Because we may experience things that are harmful, we wish we may have never experienced them, but when you can actually see the lessons in that, it helps with your mindset growth. And then being able to forgive. And that doesn't mean you're forgiving yourself or others as a way to excuse the act or the behavior or anything like that. It just means that you're no longer wanting to hold on to that weight of the pain and the guilt to continue affecting your current life. And then the fourth thing, after you're done doing all of that, is affirm who you are. And that's when you know your value, you know your worth. And so then you can be it because it's just so important to be able to truly know who you are instead of trying to just on the surface be like, yeah, I'm confident, I'm happy, I love myself. But then deep down, you're not feeling the best inside. When you're able to do those other steps, it helps you to truly release all that pain and learn from it and grow from it. When you meet people who who say, yeah, I don't want to touch this. I know I should because I know I'm not feeling comfortable with myself and I know that I should do something about it, but I'm really afraid what I could dig out. What do you tell people who have this attitude towards themselves? I know people look at self-transformation as, oh, it's just, you know, sunny and rainbows and roses. But in true reality, it's rough <laughs> and it it doesn't always look so pretty you know like you you do have to face the things that you're that you don't want to face and i know that it can be scary but you got to look at it this way you can either continue being in your pain and having experiences that you that are undesirable and favorable or they're not what you prefer to have or you can realize that you actually have the ability to create the kind of life you want to create. You actually can make choices that are intentional to change your life. And in order to do that, you got to realize what shaped your mindset to begin with. What is it that you've experienced and, and what did you learn that created you to have this mindset that is preventing you from being happy, preventing you from moving forward, being successful, whatever it is that you want in life, you have to realize what's been stopping you from doing that to begin with. Because that's once you have that awareness, you are able to consciously know what areas you need to resolve. It's necessary if you're ready to change your life. It's a necessary step to give yourself the permission to empower yourself to do this. I like to use the analogy with CEO, become the chief empowerment officer of your life. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, because it's true. Exactly. Uh, empower yourself. Well, the other thing is that that is an approach where it's really about taking action. It's about getting started. It's about just having the courage to step out of this comfort zone and to step into something where you will feel in the midterm, at least much better about yourself. There are so many beliefs in ourselves which hold on to us. We carry a lot of beliefs that we inherited even from our parents or that we learned when we were very small. It comes from far away in our childhood very often. And it's very hard to overcome this inner voice that is popping up again and again. So even when people 
they have the feeling they have overcome a certain threshold and they have learned all about this themselves. And they feel great about it because they did a training or they did a coaching. And then after a few weeks, sometimes already after a few days, like a boomerang, these old habits of how you think about yourself come back. Do you have any kind of tips or tricks how you can go back into what you've learned and what you have felt once about yourself when you felt great? Yes, I do. Because once again, another great question, because we do experience that. Like you, people may think that once you learn all there is to learn and being self-empowered, that now you're good to go forever. Unfortunately, there are going to be times when you're going to feel self-doubt. You're going to have fears. There are just moments that you will experience where you're not always going to be feeling your best or that you're presenting your best or whatever. So yes, that still happens to me, (laughs) even though I do these workshops to teach self-empowerment. When I'm having these feelings of self-doubt or fears about anything, I, I do a couple of things. I'm a visual person. So I'll write down what it is that I'm fearing or what self-doubts I'm having. I'll get a sheet of paper on the left side. Those are my fears. And I'm going to be writing down, what am I afraid of? What am I doubting? What is going on that's harming me feeling good or happy or peaceful or whatever? So I write all that on the left side. And on the right side, I'm going to write how I've been able to combat all these fears that I've had in the past. Like I was able to achieve this. I was able to accomplish this. I was able to get through this because of this. Another thing that I do that has really been helping me as well is I'll talk about how like I trust the universe, you know, so I'll just say like, I'm hearing this, but then I will shift it to be like, I trust that this is going to happen. I trust that I can do this. I trust that I'm going to be able to whatever it is that I need to do to get over that fear. I put that I trust that I can do this because when you allow yourself to believe that when you look at what you've been able to do, and then when you look at how you're trusting yourself to be able to do what you think need to do, that helps you to be able to move forward. It helps to alleviate This is quite a good recipe to not falling back into the old habit. What I found very difficult, even for myself, I'm in the same position as you. I worked a lot on myself, went a lot into a different state of mindset, and it's all great. But there are days where you wake up and where it's just like... Yeah, old self-doubt rolling over you like crazy. And even this belief in the universe and this fact that, yeah, everything works out if I believe in it. And even if you have made the experience multiple times already that actually, yes, it does. It does. When you believe in it, something good happens. Yeah, You can attract things truly by, by sheer believing in it. But the most difficult thing is probably to truly believe and not just to try to brainwash yourself on a superficial mm-hmm. level so that you believe that you believe. <laughs> yeah. So that's why it's important. Yeah, I agree. And that's why it's important to know why you believe that to begin with. You got to realize why am I believing this to begin with? So that's why it's so important and why I mentioned that in the beginning and why I always mention this is where do these beliefs come from? Because the only way to overcome them is to face them. So you can consciously know what you need to no longer take as truth and take on as your reality. And I know that many people try hard and to push away these negative beliefs or to push away the fears, to just get rid of them. Yeah, to, I have to get it out of me somehow. What do you think about this approach? Is it a fruitful approach? Like you were saying earlier, it's surface healing when you do that. You, you truly have to dive in deep to what has created these beliefs because that is the only way you can overcome it. To be able to solve a problem, you have to know what the problem is. Let's just say you broke a vase or something like that. You can't just put the vase together like this and then it's all good. Like you have to grab each piece. You got to glue it back together and everything, but you have to know where the pieces go. So that's part of the pieces of putting the puzzle together is looking into what has 
brought on these beliefs to begin with. That that is truly the only way to be able to authentically and genuinely for the long term change your mindset. Know what's developed it to begin with so you can no longer accept those messages as true. I know it could be painful. I know it could be hard, but you have to face what developed those beliefs because that is the only way to get through it mm. and to no longer let it continuously subconsciously and unconsciously control your life. Would you even say that also the shadow areas in your life which you had, if, if you look at your whole self, your whole story, your life, that you have a true inner peace where you accept all of this as just being part of your own personal puzzle? Yeah. Now I'm able to look at it and realize, okay, yes, I've been through all that and I've, I've survived it. When anything else that currently comes up, okay, how am I going to get through this? And, and knowing that I am in charge of my choices. Like, what am I going to do so I can react a certain way or handle a situation a certain way? So yeah, I think it's just important to know what you are capable of, know what's within you to be able to manage and overcome adversities and be able to look at the areas in your life that weren't so great or anything that, you know, is unpleasant, but be able to look at it with the confidence of knowing what you're capable of, knowing what you've accomplished and what you've achieved and what you overcome and what you're capable of doing moving forward. You said earlier on that the first thing really that got you out of this was the question of having a purpose. What was your purpose then? Let's call it your first purpose. And what is your purpose today? I didn't know what my purpose was when she was sharing with me to do that. I was trying to figure it out. And the funny thing is, is I didn't realize that I was living my purpose And until later on, since graduating high school, I have been a part of plays that dealt with um, facing life challenges or sharing poetry, dealing with self-esteem or doing videos and, and diversity training and stuff dealing with social justice. And that was stuff that I was doing off and on over the years forever. And so when I started my company, Lovemark, all of that's kind of a lot of that stuff is incorporated in what I do with Lovemark. So I was already living my purpose and I didn't even know it. I'm doing things that can open our mind up to being aware of what we're capable of and, and whatever can bring about positive changes that are long lasting. How important is gratitude in all of this? Gratitude is important because when you're able to be happy, when you're able to find something in your life that you're grateful for, then it helps to build that in your everyday life to be more into having a state of gratitude and to seeing what areas that are, you are happy with. There have been times where I have been like, nothing is going right. How am I going to ever change my life? I'm working on myself. I'm doing this now, but certain things keep on happening. You can get to a point where you're just so low and you're like, what is there to be happy for? If you can just find one thing and then start building onto that and find another thing and another thing, then it can help you to start building that memory muscle of being able to find happiness. Because Someone who wasn't happy at all. So now I'm able to be more consistently happy. And there are times I get down. There are times I'm sad, but I'm more consistently happy than I've ever been from years ago. So I've been able to do that with all the tools that I've been sharing today, as well as be able to find gratitude. Because if you can't find anything to be grateful for, it's really hard to, to build that happiness. So it, it's, it's important to also have gratitude. If you had to give now audience one one thing that comes to mind, one message that you just want to drop out where you say, 
the one thing you can start with in your low on self-confidence is this. I would say the most important is to know that you're capable of changing your life, to know that you can actually make the choices that are going to create certain reactions that are going to produce certain results and experiences in your life. So when you know that when you're aware of your autonomy to make choices that are strategic, intentional, to create the kind of life that you want, there's no stopping you. When you do it, it becomes second nature. Like it becomes easier the more you do it because you're building that muscle memory for your mindset to be able to constantly do this. And it doesn't end up being something that's so hard to accomplish. And you just got to move forward with the mindset of you are in control of your life. There are some things in life that we don't have control over, but how we react to it, that is what we can control. And then the other things that we can control are our choices. Just realize that you're in charge of your life and what do you want to do with it? Thank you for listening to Charisma Hacks. If you want to level up your profile and become a charismatic leader able to communicate, engage and motivate in an inspiring and authentic way, you've come to the right place. Subscribe now to this show or reach out to me and get more strategies, tools and mind training to sparkle from the inside.